Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 20 of They Walk Among Us, a podcast dedicated to UK true crime. This episode contains distressing themes, explicit language and descriptions of violence. This podcast is intended for a mature audience. Listener caution is advised. A text alert bleeped on the mobile phone. Another strange and uncharacteristic message from her best friend flashed up on the screen. Over the last couple of days, a number of messages had left the phone and found their way into the inboxes of friends and colleagues, much to their confusion. In just a few texts, she mentioned hot tubs, liposuction, cosmetic surgery, and more concerningly, a mystery man she was going to meet. Laurelyn had sent a message to an ex-colleague and friend, Daniel Hughes, telling him of the charismatic vet she was planning to meet for coffee on the evening of March 2nd, 2019. She had also sent a similar text to her best friend Beth Penman, mentioning the quote, fit vet. Laurelyn's friends were informed she met him randomly while out shopping the day before. There must have been some chemistry between the two as they arranged to meet up the next day. Beth messaged Laurelyn after the planned date to see how it went and to make sure her friend was safe but there was no response. 
Beth, who was engaged to Laureline's brother, Flaron, began to feel uneasy. Something was wrong. By Tuesday, March 5th, panic started to set in. Laureline had been due to move the day before, but nobody had her new address. Beth messaged Laureline's ex-partner, Kirill, to ask if he knew what was going on. Kirill had been with Laureline for over seven years, and they still remained in contact. But he didn't know where she was, telling Beth and Florent he was out of his mind with worry. That same day, the decision was made to file a missing person report. Laureline Garcia Berto had not been seen or heard from in the last couple of days since she had sent several text messages that mentioned that she was going out with the mystery vet. She had not been in the office where she worked at Golin, a public relations firm. The 34-year-old had been employed as an executive assistant there since January. No calls or explanations were given as to why she was absent. Still with no word and Laurelin's family growing increasingly concerned, her sister Samantha put a post on social media. Roughly translated from French, it read, Missing alert. The police now need all the people who could have seen Laurelin between Sunday night and Monday morning. We can bring all of this info together, even if we are not sure. It is what Facebook is for. Thank you all. Even though there was no proven sighting of Laurelin in this time frame, a neighbour recalled her walking her two dogs with a man on February 27th. Paul Watkins told a reporter for the Daily Mail that Laurelin usually walked the dogs alone, and the neighbours would often exchange small talk about the animals. But on February 27th, something was different. She didn't stop and talk as she was not alone that day. She was walking with who Watkins described as a scruffy-looking geezer. Watkins guessed the man was about 5 feet 10 inches tall and noted Laurelin's companion was holding one of the dogs by the lead. Laurelin Garcia Berto lived in a ground floor flat on Darrell Road in Kew, an affluent and charming area of southwest London. She had been there for about 11 months and shared the space with her two large and beloved dogs, a husky and Rottweiler, Haley and Blake. After being alerted of Laurelin's disappearance, when officers searched the home, then the garden, on March 6th, Something caught their attention. The soil in the flower bed was loose, as though it had been freshly turned over. It was late at night, but the police thought it was paramount to investigate the scene. They didn't have to dig far before finding a body in a shallow grave. As news of the discovery spread and the press arrived at the scene, 
a Metropolitan Police spokesperson said. Although formal identification has not taken place, Laurelin's family have been informed of developments and are being supported by specially trained officers. Explaining the situation at Darrell Road as forensic analysis was underway, the spokesperson confirmed a post-mortem examination would be held in due course, but so far no arrests had been made. I went on to say, A murder investigation has been launched by detectives from the Met's Homicide and Major Crime Command. Any witnesses or anyone with any information is asked to call the police. Paul Watkins, Laurelin's neighbour, was concerned about what happened to the dogs in the wake of a body, presumably their owner, being found in the garden. The garden was being examined, and blue forensic tents had been erected. Watkins told a reporter for the Mirror newspaper, I have asked the policeman what happened to the two dogs, and he said he did not know. It was discovered that when the police first entered the flat, the pets had enough water and did not seem to be experiencing any ill effects of not eating for a prolonged period of time. It was Wednesday, March 6th. No one had reported barking or howling from the dogs Haley and Blake around the possible time of the murder. Confirmation soon came in that the body found in the garden was that of Laurelin Garcia Berto. A pathologist would later manage to pinpoint a day where they thought she may have been murdered. In their estimation, it was the late evening of Saturday, March 2nd. She had spent the day shopping, preparing for her expected move on Monday. According to the texts her friends received, She planned to go shopping again on Sunday in Oxford Street before she met the mystery vet for coffee. CCTV had captured her on the evening of the 2nd. She was at a Sainsbury's supermarket, just a few streets away from her home on Darrell Road. Investigators wanted to be sure of the date, so made a public appeal asking for anyone to reach out immediately who had been in contact with Laurelin in person or via other means between March 2nd and March 6th. Detective Chief Inspector Simon Harding, the senior investigating officer, told a correspondent with the BBC, This may have been via phone calls, text messages, WhatsApp or any other social media platform. Laurelin was known to local people, as she walked her two dogs each day. Meanwhile, friends and family grieved the sudden loss of Laurelin. The chief executive of Golin, where she worked for the last three months of her life, released a statement. On behalf of everyone at Golin, I want to express our deepest sympathies to Laurelin's family and friends. Laurelin was a wonderfully creative, caring and charismatic woman, full of energy and joie de vivre. That is the way she will always be remembered by me and every one of her colleagues. 
Laureline's mother, Frederique Beato, made no statement, but simply updated her Facebook profile picture to one of herself and her daughter. Three days after Laureline's body was found in a shallow grave at her home, a post-mortem was carried out at Uxbridge Mortuary. The cause of death was recorded as compression to the neck. The toxicology report, however, was still pending. Investigators had obtained some additional CCTV footage captured on Friday, March 1st. Laurelin was pictured on a bus with a tall, thin man. They sat very close to each other, holding hands. The pair looked relaxed. The man she was with was her ex-boyfriend, 32-year-old Kirill Belarusov. Could he have been the person to kill and bury someone he claimed to care about in her back garden? Besides the plastic sack she was wrapped in, Laurelin was found naked with a ligature around her throat. Her hands were tied behind her back and her legs bound together. The footage on the bus seemed innocent enough, but during their investigation the police found other CCTV footage that, considering the circumstances, was highly concerning. On March 4th, just two days before Laurelin's body was discovered, Kirill Belarusov was recorded on a security camera casually walking around a home-based store collecting DIY supplies. He purchased a pair of plastic clocks, topsoil, blue heavy-duty plastic rubble sacks, and an axe. The mounting pile of evidence was bolstered by the results from forensic testing. Kirill Belarusov's DNA was found on the cable that strangled Laurelin. Kirill Belarusov and Laurelin Garcia Berto met at a gig in London during 2009. One of their colleagues from the nightclub where they both worked was playing drums in the band. Later in court, Belarusov would say of the first time they met, we spent the whole of the night walking and walking and walking, and in the morning I decided to get to her place, and she invited me over. She said yes, and I never left. He said Laurelin was different, and she was, quote, not very snobby. There are two sides to every story, and while Belarusov was trying to paint the image of a fairy tale relationship, there were inconsistencies. Fond of tall tales, Belarusov, then in his early 20s, claimed to be a stunt double. In fact, four years after they met, he claimed he was a stunt double in the 2013 film. World War Z. There was no official record of this despite the near 150 stunt people being named on IMDb. Kirill Belarusov's name is not on the list. Despite continuing to work in bars and nightclubs, 
Belarusov invented a job he felt was more grandiose. He claimed in addition to his stunt work, he was a bodyguard, protecting the high rollers at a top casino. Even if the fantasies about his working life were bearable, other things about Belarusov were intolerable for Laurelin. The jibes and cruel comments about her weight and his laziness around the home left her frustrated. In 2016, they made a move to Putney together, but that wasn't the only considerable change in their circumstances. The couple separated, but remained close and stayed in contact. Laurelin was still in love. In Belarusov's account of the breakup, he said the death of the couple's Rottweiler Jazz, ten days after the move to Putney, was the last straw in ending their relationship. However, Laurelin wasn't to know that Belarusov had been cheating on her throughout a large part of the time they had spent together. By the end, he was living a double life with another woman. The other woman wasn't aware of Laurelin's existence either. Belarusov moved from living with Laurelin straight to Tottenham with this second woman. Something the two women also had in common, as well as dating the same man, was that Belarusov had spun them both the same manipulative lie to emotionally blackmail them into giving him money. Kirill Belarusov had told them he had terminal pancreatic cancer. He had asked to borrow money from both women to pay for new treatments. In an effort to save their partner's life, they both cleared out thousands of pounds of their savings. Belarusov had shaved off his hair. It isn't known whether this was a fashion choice or something to make his story more convincing. He claimed to have received experimental treatments in Ipswich, Kent and Sussex and further treatment abroad. When police looked into the validity of his claims, they found no trace anywhere that he attended the hospitals he mentioned, nor that he had cancer. A couple of years after their separation, Laurelin was trying to move on. She put up a profile on a couple of dating websites, Tinder and Bumble, hoping to find someone new. It read, Just me trying to meet someone. I can have great chemistry and banter with you. I could be sweet, fun and sometimes feisty. Basically a fairly normal person with a little dose of crazy and creativity. And since it matters here, I'm a bit tall. Five feet eleven. But Laurelin was still attached to Kirill Belarusov, and not all her ties could be severed completely. He owed her thousands of pounds, and she needed it back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This episode of They Walk Among Us is brought to you in association with Centair. Ever entered a seemingly perfect space only to feel like something was missing? That's where Centair comes in. With over three decades of experience, Centair leads the scent marketing industry, scenting resorts, retail outlets, event spaces and more, partnering with major brands like Westin Hotels and Snap Fitness. Chances are you've already encountered their fragrances firsthand. And now Centair is offering you a luxury fragrance experience in the comfort of your home. Visit Centair.com to explore their online store and infuse your spaces with unforgettable scents. Centair diffusers are sleek and fill your space with vivid fragrance for up to 300 hours. And the Centair app lets you schedule your fragrance and control your intensity right from your phone. What's more, all of Centair's more than 60 fragrances are phthalate-free, cruelty-free, safer families and EcoVad is certified sustainable. Differentiate your space with scent. Try luxury home fragrance trusted by the pros by going to scentair.com and using promo code Among Us for an extra 25% off your first order. That's promo code Among Us for an extra 25% off your first order at scentair.com. Laurelyn Garcia Berto was born in November 1984. At first, her family lived in Corsica, then they moved to Aix-en-Perrance in France. From a young age, Laurelyn gravitated towards the performing arts, including acting and dancing. And she loved dancing so much she studied four types. Street dance, ballet, belly dancing and modern jazz. 
She attended Central St. Martin's College of Art and Design in London, coming to England in 2009. The same year, she met Kirill Belarusov. After initially getting a job in a nightclub, she didn't stay for long. She gained employment as a personal assistant for the Discovery Channel, a job in which she stayed for three years before moving to Golin. She was dynamic and still worked hard when away from her nine-to-five. In her adult life, she had found a passion for working in film, but behind the scenes, not in front of the camera. In 2018, Laurelin had been a producer on the short film Jerry, starring actress Dame Joan Collins. She was due to start work on a new film in April 2019, she was murdered just six weeks before it went into production. Esther Ruoff, who she was scheduled to work with on the project, spoke about her friend and colleague. The first thing I heard about this was yesterday. It was absolutely took my breath away. Um, just shocked to my core, and I still am. I know that her mum will be absolutely distraught, and I'm so, so sorry for her and her family. This should never happen to anybody. While Laurelin was moving on and upwards, despite his tall tales, Kirill Belarusov had few aspirations in the last ten years. He was still working in bars and nightclubs, most recently one in King's Cross. After murdering his ex-girlfriend, Kirill Belarusov did not hastily leave the scene of the crime. Guessing Laurelin's Wi-Fi password as it was his own name, he kicked back for a few hours watching pornography. Belarusov stayed at Laurelin's flat before he was seen in home base on March 4th, thought to be a couple of days after he committed the murder. The day he spent shopping was also Belarusov's birthday. He then returned back to Laurelin's home to bury her. All this time, he was using her phone to send Laurelin's friends and family text messages trying to make it appear he was not involved and shift the blame and suspicion to the mysterious vet. Belarusov sent messages to his own phone from Laurelin's phone, thanking him for giving her money. One text message sent to Laurelin's friends read, I went to see the house. It's beautiful. And Kirill gave me another £7,000 so I'm going on a shopping spree. And he transferred another £10,000 a week ago. And he left. Housewarming party is coming real soon. So hot tub and boob lift. Belarusov sent messages to Laurelin's brother and her best friend from his phone in response to them asking about her new address and where she might be. It was then he wrote how he was, out of his mind with worry, over her disappearance. But really, Belarusov was packing his bag and going to the airport to disappear to his native Estonia, although his birthplace was northern Russia a location where his father, who served in the military, was stationed when Belarusov was born. When age permitted, Belarusov followed in his father's footsteps, 
joining the military. He stayed for four years before he left. Then sometime in 2009, he moved to England with his best friend to practice English. He got a job in the same nightclub where Laurelin was working. When Belarusov arrived in Estonia, after killing Laurelin Garcia Berteau, he went to a bar. Friends assumed he had travelled home to celebrate his birthday. Friend Ian Siliak told the Mail Online, He didn't even say why he was back from London. I thought it was because of his birthday. Myself and a few others met him in Tallinn after work last Friday. It wasn't a big party, just a few drinks to celebrate. But he seemed completely normal. Although I wasn't really close to him, this is still a big shock. Kirill Belarusov wouldn't be enjoying his freedom for long. The Crown Prosecution Service and the Metropolitan Police were working hard to find and bring Belarusov back to London to face justice. They worked with Eurojust and Europol, agencies that often work together coordinating criminal investigations throughout Europe. Once they found Belarusov, a European arrest warrant was issued. He was tracked down at an address in Tallinn, the capital of Estonia. Belarusov was arrested on suspicion of murder at midday on March 13, 2019. The day after, he arrived at a London airport accompanied by officers from the Metropolitan Police Extradition Unit. Belarusov appeared at Uxbridge Magistrates' Court to face charges. His appearance had changed ever so slightly. He wasn't clean-shaven as he usually was, perhaps in an attempt to hide his identity. At the short hearing, Belarusov was charged with murdering Laurelin Garcia Berteau at 4 Darrell Road between March 2nd and March 6th, 2019. Kirill Belarusov was only called up to speak to confirm his name and nationality. Magistrate Japrit Tucker told Belarusov, You will be remanded into custody. Your next appearance is going to be the Old Bailey, the Central Criminal Court on the 25th of March 2019. Kirill Belarusov had done everything he could to avoid paying Laurelin back the thousands of pounds he owed her. The lies became more and more elaborate. He claimed he had cancer and needed extensive treatment. He'd been separated well over a year and she needed the money as she was financially struggling. Laurelin sent Belarusov a text message four months before her murder desperately requesting that her ex-partner return the money. It read, I don't think you realise how bad the situation is. I can barely pay my rent this month and food for myself and the dogs. 
Belarusov simply wrote back that life isn't any easier. This was in reference to struggling on the medication he allegedly took for his cancer treatment. To appease her request, he finally told her that he had found a lovely home for them both in Onoroke, a suburban area of Lewisham. In reality, he had plucked the pictures of the house he showed her from the internet. He had used the images from an estate agent's website. The four-bedroom property was listed for sale, not rent. It was located almost 75 miles away from Onoroke in the seaside village of Kingsdown in Kent. He kept up the story until Belarusov murdered Laurelin. Suspicion may have possibly crept in when she asked him for the address, and he wouldn't give it to her. Nor would he divulge the name of the estate agent he was renting the property through. Just before they were due to move, Kirill Belarusov spent time with his ex-girlfriend shopping. He convinced her not to book a removals van because he had already taken care of it. They would be arriving Monday morning. By Monday, March 4th, it was more than likely Laurelin Garcia Berto had already been murdered and Belarusov was waiting in her flat until he could catch a flight to Estonia. Kirill Belarusov's four-week trial was to start at the Old Bailey on September 9th. In contrast to earlier court appearances, Belarusov had shaved his face and head. Laurelin Garcia Beato's family attended the proceedings. Some relatives, including her mother, had travelled from their homes in France. They sat in the well of the court and received help throughout the trial from a French embassy official. Queen's counsel Oliver Glasgow told the court how Belarusov had convinced Laurelin that he would pay off the debts and organised a beautiful home ready for the two of them to move into. Instead, she would end up dead. Laurelin's body had been found just over six months earlier. The QC said, After carefully removing the earth, they discovered that a body had been buried in the garden. It was Laurelin Garcia Beato. She was naked. Her feet were bound and her hands were tied behind her back. There was a ligature around her neck and she had been wrapped in bin bags. Once her body was examined, it became apparent that she had been strangled to death and buried in the garden at some point during the weekend that Kirill Belarusov had spent with her. The prosecutor spoke of another of Belarusov's claims. The defendant had previously said because he was in the army, he was, quote, trained to kill without a trace. It quickly became clear that he was mistaken. The trail of evidence leading investigators to Belarusov was vast. Quote, Quite how Kirill Belarusov thought he was going to play out this charade remains to be seen, 
but clearly at some point he decided to kill Laurelyn Garcia Berto. Having killed her, he did all he could to get away with murder. He buried her body in the garden in order that he could leave the country before she was found. He sent messages to her friends in order that they might believe she was alive and well. It is difficult to conceive of someone behaving in a more calculated and callous manner. Kirill Belarusov painted a completely different picture of his relationship with Laurelin. He said when the pair were together they quarrelled over the usual things like food and money, but he told the old Bailey, Everything was okay. We were on and off before, but since the second we moved into Putney, ten days later we had to put down our dog Jazz, a Rottweiler, and it was the only thing connecting us. A week after that, we were no longer a couple. But the evidence in the form of messages to and from Laurelin's family and friends offered another reason entirely. By all accounts, the relationship ended as Belarusov continually berated his then-partner about her weight and complained that she was slovenly. For the defence, Martin Rutherford QC asked Kirill Belarusov if his cancer diagnosis was a strain on the relationship. Belarusov suggested that this caused him to withdraw and alienate himself. He told the court his symptoms were at times so severe he would cry. Kirill Belarusov continued to deny murder, insisting he had been fighting complex pancreatic cancer despite there being no record of him or his treatment at any of the hospitals he named. Under cross-examination, Oliver Glasgow QC quizzed Belarusov why he would lie about having cancer. Why tell people who care about you all these lies about your cancer treatment, he said. The defendant replied, Probably because I'm cruel or mean. I mean, maybe I wanted to hurt her. Belarusov also contradicted the allegation that he owed Laurelin money, despite the text and bank account evidence. He was questioned about his finances and said, It was always changing. Sometimes I had to work a hundred hours a week. I was never really wealthy. Belarusov claimed that he was the one who was supporting Laurelin alleging that on the occasions when she didn't have work, he gave her money for food. He offered her money for the rent and bills, but she didn't always pay them. Belarusov claimed he would only find out months later that the bills went unpaid when bailiffs came to their home and tried to take their possessions. He said he had purchased all the furniture in the house in Putney and had left it there when they split up so he didn't owe Laurelin any money. The jury were told about the text message Laurelin sent him the previous November, requesting her money back because she needed to pay rent and feed her two dogs. 
Jurors also learned that despite the fact they had separated and he repeatedly called her fat and taunted her about how much she weighed, he was asking Laurelin for, quote, nudes. Belarusov laughed in court as the text messages he sent were read aloud. Will it be possible for some nudes to keep me motivated and happy until Friday? I want to see all of you. Please be kinky. Me want booby, and you naked and pretty. I miss your soft, curvy self. The defendant explained he just sent the messages to annoy Laurelin, as he already had copies of intimate recordings. He said, In the first year of our relationship, I got about 50 gigabytes of nudes and sex tapes. I didn't need anything extra. Trying to understand Belarusov's state of mind, given the number of conflicting messages he would send, first calling Laurelin fat, then being flattering. Oliver Glasgow QC asked why Belarusov would say Laurelin was beautiful if he didn't find her attractive. Did you want me to be honest and call her overweight and fat? Belarusov replied. I started 50 diets with her. I decided to jog with her, run with her, go to the gym with her. She gained 25 kilograms and her friends were telling her how full of life she is. No, she wasn't. She was stress-eating, and none of her friends were telling her that was the problem. It was then Belarusov shockingly added that he had been doing something he called emotionally waterboarding Laurelin for well over a year. Oliver Glasgow QC questioned what this meant, as waterboarding was a technique used in torture. What does that mean to you? He asked Belarusov. Just mental nagging, I guess, the defendant replied. Justifying the mental abuse of his ex-partner, Belarusov added, I have never raised a hand, never raised a finger to that girl in my life. He said he left Laurelin alive on March 3rd. However, the location of his mobile phone told another story. Dismissing the evidence, Belarusov said, I left and never re-entered the property. I was on the doorstep many times, but I have never re-entered the property. Belarusov said he was due to go and spend the evening with a girlfriend at her flat in Kilburn on the day of the murder. She was referred to simply as Agnes in the trial explaining why his mobile phone signal might have been picked up near his ex-partners. Belarusov claimed he instead opted to sit on a park bench drinking beer near Laurelin's home because he felt lazy. A couple of weeks before the murder of Laurelin Garcia Berteau, using text messages, Kirill Belarusov had been toying with both Laurelin and Agnes. Agnes had given Belarusov over £11,000, money she parted with under the belief that it was going towards medical bills for his cancer treatment. In a message to Laurelin, he told her, My love, please don't worry. I'll send you seven to £8,000. 
it was far from the truth. On the evening of February 23rd, Agnes sent text messages pleading for her boyfriend to come home. She didn't realise that Belarusov was not only out on the town, in casinos and a restaurant with the money she had just given him, but he was out on a date with another woman he had been flirting with for months. A third woman, a barmaid called Sabrina. The date ended in the early hours of the morning, Agnes not knowing where he was and sending messages asking him to please come home. Belarusov claimed in court he didn't tell Agnes where he was because Agnes really didn't like Sabrina, so he decided not to tell her. Instead, he told his girlfriend he had gone to a clinic for emergency cancer treatment. The exchange between defendant and prosecutor regarding Belarusov's relationship with Agnes deserves reproducing. Oliver Glasgow asked, You say you loved Agnes, but you're lying to her and spending her money. Belarusov responded, That's a very tall allegation, but yes. The QC asked, The money you're referring to there is actually the transfer from Agnes into your bank account of £11,362, isn't it? She gave you that money. Yeah, and vice versa. I also gave money to her. Well, she's the one transferring you £11,362. I don't think it's up to you to judge me, and I've been in this country long enough that you should have found my bank account by now if you wanted to ask me about it. We have found your bank account, the QC said. Guess what? No transfers. Laurelyn's best friend Beth Penman took the stand to tell the jury about the strange text messages she received leading up to the murder. She found the messages odd and unlike anything her friend would have sent. For instance, Laurelyn had allegedly told her that she had been out on a shopping spree, but Laurelyn's preference was to shop online instead of the hustle and bustle of the capital. The texts describing getting a breast lift, liposuction and buying a hot tub, seemed totally out of character, as did another message in which Laurelyn supposedly wrote that she wanted to focus on being, quote, young and hot again. Beth Penman testified that this was not the sort of way Laurelyn would have described her future aspirations. The court also heard more of the strange and confusing text messages, one of which claimed that Laurelyn had met a, quote, fit vet. The witness agreed that it was out of character and alarming for Laurelyn to go for coffee with a random stranger. Beth Penman described how she felt after she asked Karel Belarusov for Laurelyn's new address. I knew something was wrong. I knew something was not right.
ahead of the jury's deliberation, in his closing speech to the court, Oliver Glasgow QC spoke about how Belarusov committed the crime, the abuse Laurelin suffered, and what the prosecutor believed it must have been like for Laurelin in her final moments. He said, The last few minutes of Miss Garcia Berto's life must have been truly terrifying, as this defendant squeezed the very life out of her, and as she struggled for her final breath, there must have been a moment of terrible clarity when she realised that the man she cared for was a liar, a cheat and a killer. Her death was not the work of a panicked moment of anger or the frantic result of a heated row. The killing itself was the work of three to four long, slow minutes in which he calmly and methodically killed the woman he claimed to have cared for and then went shopping for the items he needed to help him dispose of her body. It was the kind of calculated and selfish callousness that only a man who would lie about his impending death could show. Anyone who can lie to people who care about them just to punish them can only think about himself. There was no way he could play out his lies to a successful conclusion, as Laurelin was a problem that had to be removed and the only way to do that was to silence her once and for all. And as a bonus, he walked away with the money he owed her. A talented young woman who was loved by all who knew her was killed with brutal and clinical precision and then disposed of with utter disdain. It's hard not to be shocked. Mr. Belarusov lied his way from woman to woman. He is someone who has tricked them into caring for him, someone who has deceived them into shedding tears for an illness he may never have had. Laurelin must have known her killer because she let them inside her home, and she felt comfortable enough to be naked in their company. She must have been killed by someone who knew the dogs because there was no frantic barking, and the dogs were left with enough food and water. She must have been killed by someone who knew what they were doing, because there was barely a bruise left on her and no trace left behind. He pitied her, he rubbished her, and demeaned her whenever he could. He moaned that he did all the cooking, none of which she ate. He said she loved expensive clothes and spending money on herself. He called himself a monster and tried to make a joke out of how the messages made him look. He said he poked her because he's cruel and mean. He took advantage of what she was most vulnerable about. Her appearance. Money. A roof over her head. To force feed her maturity. She was, as he told you, his product. He worked on her for ten years. In his pity he crushed her neck with such force that the pathologist had never seen such severe signs of asphyxia. It was, he said, as if something had fallen on her chest until his arms ached. Addressing the court, Kirill Belarusov's defence counsel Martin Rutherford QC acknowledged the upsetting nature of the case and how it had not been easy for the jury. He described how his client sitting in the dock with a shaved head could be perceived as an archetypal Bond villain, 
and although Belarusov had his faults, this did not mean his qualities should be ignored. His lies in my vocabulary could be described as unedifying, as ugly, as sad, and many other words. In fact, in Mr. Belarusov's words, they could be described as cruel and mean, and they made him an arsehole. But whether you use my words or his, they're a world away from making him a killer. There is a particular feature of this case which has given it a very distinctive flavour. That is, the level, extent and breadth of the defendant's dishonesty. The reality is one cannot rely on anything Kirill Belarusov says. He is someone who lies and lies and lies brazenly to this courtroom over and over and over again. He is someone who believes in his power to tell lies and his power to be believed. A jury of seven women and five men deliberated for just under two hours on Monday, September 30th, 2019. As the verdict was read to the court, Belarusov closed his eyes and nodded in the direction of the jury. They found Kirill Belarusov guilty of the murder of Laurelin Garcia Berto. Laurelin's family and friends embraced outside the court following the verdict. Kirill Belarusov was set to be sentenced at the end of the week. DCI Simon Harding addressed the media outside the Old Bailey. The family stand behind me, have had to endure four weeks of listening to his evidence about his lies, and the jury and the court saw fit to understand what a liar he was. He will be sentenced later this week, but we'd like to thank the family who've shown dignity throughout this court case. We've been supported by our Estonian colleagues and our French colleagues and those at Eurojust and Europol who have helped us bring Kirill Belarusov to justice. Most people in this country are touched by cancer in one way or the other, but to, to listen to that, and that's a, that's a lie that's been going on for eight years plus, having pancreatic cancer. We searched everywhere to make sure that was, we could prove that was not true, here and abroad. It's a, it's a really sickening way to betray yourself to friends and family. On Friday, October 4th, Judge Nicholas Hilliard QC handed down his sentence. Addressing the convicted killer, the judge told Belarusov that he was satisfied the murderous actions were undertaken in an effort to disguise who Belarusov was, an imposter who could not bear the thought of being exposed. You are a very calculating person by nature, the judge said. At last, she must have seen you as a complete heartless fraud. Jailing Kirill Belarusov for life, Judge Nicholas Hilliard QC told Belarusov he would have to serve a minimum sentence of 24 years before he could be considered for parole. 
Belarusov bowed his head to Laurelin's distraught family as he was escorted from the court. After Kirill Belarusov was sentenced, Olkay Sapanoglu, a senior Crown Prosecutor with the London Crown Prosecution Homicide Unit, released a statement on how Belarusov tried to cover his tracks. After Belarusov had strangled and disposed of Miss Garcia Beato's body, he used the French translate function on his phone to respond to messages in French to her brother and even sent messages from her phone to his, despite having already buried her in her garden. Upon arrest, Belarusov had deleted all of the messages on his phone to his victim. Fortunately, the skills of the forensic recovery team restored this deleted data, revealing the true extent of his lies. To maintain one of his many fabrications, he had been texting another girlfriend of his throughout this time with one message chillingly reading, I mean, I'd kill for you, and I'd lie for you. This was clearly a crime that Belarusov thought he could lie his way through. The jury saw through his dishonesty, and Belarusov will now have to face the consequences of his actions. I hope this conviction provides Miss Garcia Beato's family and friends with some measure of comfort. So where are we now? Kirill Belarusov will not be eligible for parole until September 29th, 2043. Following the guilty verdict, Laurelin's mother, Frederic Berteau, said in a statement, The death of one's own child goes against nature. There is not a moment during the day I don't think of my Laurelin. I can't touch her. I can't kiss her anymore. I watch videos of her just to hear her voice, hear her laugh, to see how she moves. I would give anything to hear her happy moments, sad moments, and hear her say, Mum, I love you. It's incredibly hard to begin to describe my sorrow, my heartbreak. According to the charity Refuge, two women a week are murdered by a partner or ex-partner in England and Wales. If you or someone you know is experiencing domestic abuse, in the UK you can call Refuge on their free phone 24-hour National Domestic Abuse Helpline. The number is 0808 2000 247. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to our new Patreon producer, Bridget Walters Gugliametti, and everyone who supports us on Patreon. 
For more information on this episode, please see the show notes or visit our website, theywalkamonguspodcast.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.